Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Grace Out Loud. I will be bringing my co-host with the mostest, Marty Grisham, in in just a moment. Welcome to everyone watching the United States and around the world. And welcome to our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. Um, I believe the Lord is going to move today and we are going to flow. So we are going to bring Marty in in just a moment because we are both going to open up in prayer. So hello to everybody coming in. We see people from Australia, Canada, from California, Ohio. We see people from Florida in the chat. And so thank you all for joining us today. We are very happy to have you. And now let me bring in Marty Grisham. Hi. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Good to see you. I'm just doing great. How have you been? I've been good. Good, good. Plugging along. How's the ARC? Oh my goodness. <clears throat> the the ARC is busy. Let me tell you, I know how Noah felt. I have a small taste of how Noah <laughs> felt with all the animals and the craziness that goes on at the ARC. Let me tell you, we've got some we've got some strange habits developing. And wow. some of these animals, including Cyrus wanting to rip off my shoes and my slippers and just carry them around. Oh, wow. So, you know, we've got some interesting things going on here. And and Chet's got a new girlfriend, which we're going to what? debut. We had a naming wow. contest. We're going we're gonna to announce the name. Uh, nice. And so things are going okay at the Ark. Good. Um, I had shared with Marty and the team Ooh. that last week, Chris had a small seizure. And so just pray for him right now. Yes. Dr. I up one of his medications and uh, Chris needs to stop pushing himself basically so much. So we need to just pray for him. Good. good. Right now. Praise well, God he's better. Yeah. Good. Well, yes. let's just jump off in prayer and I'll start okay. and we'll cover, we'll all pray together. Cause I know the Amen. Ark of grace and the, the grace out loud family love, uh, love you and Chris. So, we love so let's you just guys. <clears throat> jump Jenny. in. Yes. Glasses she has on today. I know. Yes, she has them on. Looking good today. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But yeah, let's jump in and um and let's just pray cuz the other night we were over at some friends house the other night. Yes. And actually you just uh, you and Chris came to our heart, so we prayed a little while and we actually spent a little time praying for Chris. Thank let's just you. jump I in and that. Yes, absolutely. And I just kind of I felt like I <clears throat> just had the electricity of God just like just a strong flow of electricity yep which that is the healing anointing so <clears throat> the healing anointing is the supernatural electricity of god and then electricity yes. we know in the natural is its own the, the natural you know electricity but the healing anointing is god's electricity so i could just yes. feel the anointing that electricity flowing in so yes so father god we come to you now just for this show and for our brother chris and in the name of Jesus, Lord, you, you are our healer, Jehovah Rapha. You're the one we come to. You're the one we look to. Yeah, Lord, we can go, we can stand on and work with medicine, but we know even in that, we can believe that you will bring the highest and best, the best doctors, the best medicine. Lord, you can just work through all the systems down here as well. So we thank you that you're moving on behalf of Chris. We call him healed and whole, all scar tissue, all... Everything that's yes. not tried to function properly, we command it to be well and whole. 
Yeah, cool And so we thank you for that anointing that destroys every yoke. The anointing that destroys every yoke is right now being administered because of our faith, being administered to him right now, just affecting a cure, restoring that that was lost and even better in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the glory and all the praise for that in the precious name of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you for utterance for this show today. I know a man is going to pray this, but I just say first, Lord, we just give our mouths over to you for whatever you want to say. And this is a very special show where two have similar calls come together to say some things unto the body of Christ and unto the nation. So we thank you that you use us today in whichever way you desire, that not be held back or being locked in with perimeters, parameters by us, that it would be fully unleashed by you, what you would want to accomplish today, that that the light of God and clear spiritual understanding and wisdom would be shared to the hearers today. And that just even many on the inside, they would just have a more of a more light shined within them to understand how to function in the kingdom of God, yes, how to function in the times we live in, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you, Father God, on this day of, of Yom Kippur, Father God, during this time in this 10 days of awe. Father, we just praise you, Lord. We are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise through your precious holy name. Lord, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, so you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to the earth in the form of a man, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood that dripped onto the mercy seat and purchased us and redeemed us back that day to our father in heaven and made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Lord, we praise you. He rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven and took his rightful place at the right hand of the father where he rules and reigns forevermore. And we declare, Father God, that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we honor that sacrifice before you. Lord, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place, Lord, to fill where we are, that the weight of your glory would fall, that the power of your presence would move, that you would lead and guide us, nor wisdom counsel my power in the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority come forth in Jesus' name. Father, we take authority in the name of Jesus Christ through Christ Jesus over every plot, team, contract, assignment, weaponry, blueprint, attack, and strategy. Slander, Father God, and, and, and manipulation and the like, that the enemy, satanic agents, dark forces, unclean spirits, familiar spirits, puppets, and agents of the enemy, and wicked people would attempt, Father God. We command in the name of Jesus Christ to be broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, disabled, their communication lines disrupted and thwarted so they cannot carry out their plans and it bound up and cast back to the dry places, pits, and areas you have designated, Father God, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Lord, take all the glory for yourself. 
You are the potter. We are merely the clay, Father God. We are dust that you breathed your spirit into, Father God. You deserve all the glory, honor, and praise. This day we welcome you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. That was oh, good. Yeah. There I am. I'm back. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Hallelujah. Lord is good. Praise is. God. God is good all the time. He is. He is. The number one thing. Well, before we get in, because we just, we're yes. just going to have a good show today. Yes. Um, do you Did you say you had a picture? Oh, we have a couple of pictures, Marty. And I think one of them you're going to absolutely love because oh. you came up with this idea. And we'll show that picture second. But this <clears throat> is Chet with his new girlfriend, Cleo, that we took in at the sanctuary. She's actually missing some toes, Cleo. So we don't know what she went through. But the reason why we're calling her Cleo is because we did the naming contest of Penelope, Cleo, or Sophie. And overwhelmingly, the people wanted Cleo. So it's Cleo and Chet. And so appropriately, she is being named Cleo. And her and Chet are just living in bliss right now. We may have to get them married before any eggs are laid or something like that. So we're working on that. But anyway, Chet <laughs> uh, has never seen another of his kind. Wow. So this was an interesting experiment to put her in because then what you're seeing now, this is a seven foot tall cage that is wow. over five feet wide. It is a, it, it, it's a duplex. I mean, it is enormous for them. Uh, and so basically there's little Sonny the Sparrow up there in the corner hanging out. And so they are getting along just fine. That's really, that's such a big cage. Wow. That's almost like a, they have their own garden of Eden yeah. where they can be fruitful once they're married and multiply. Once they're married. Yes. Once we're going to, we're going to have to do, you know, I am an ordained minister. So oh, yes, <laughs> it's good to do. If you have a show, you should be an ordained minister. So. Yes. So <laughs> that was, a, this is your, now the next <clears throat> picture is the brainchild of Marty. I'm just going to say that. And you're going to understand why this is the brainchild of Marty. Oh. Here is Chris walking with Bigfoot. Yes. Caption this. I caption this, who art man, thou, thou art mindful of him. <laughs> That's how I caption this. <laughs> uh -huh. And that Chris's feet are just as long as big feet's feet. He's got long legs, Chris. He does. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is, um, I, I, that's really my caption is who art man. That thou art mindful of him. We just have to guess which one is man. One of these two is man, and one of these two is Chris. Well, or Bigfoot. So the hair is very similar. So I would call this walking into the unknown. <laughs> yes. It seems as though Bigfoot's wife has not been able to talk him into getting a haircut. No, he looks a little straggly, and I think he needs to go to the barber shop. You know, perhaps he can stop at what is it called? The, the the elephant in the room. What is it called? Yes, Clay has the elephant in the room here in Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Well, there you go. We can stop there. Yeah, Bigfoot in the room. Praise God. Praise God. Well, it's been an interesting week, Yom Kippur. There's much been going on yes. this week, and even yes. with uh, all last week. So. Fill us in. What's going on in the biblical timeline that you know of? 
Okay, so we're going to explain Yom Kippur for our audience because Good. Yom Kippur comes on the heels of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. Uh, and so that is the Jewish New Year. They celebrate by dipping apples in honey. You know, honey's a big thing, a sweet New Year to you. We have to thank Rabbi Bornstein because he gave us a bunch of Rosh Hashanah gifts, which was very nice of him, including a big loaf of challah bread that Chris turned into French toast. So <laughs> that's what happened. Now, <laughs> the 10 days starting with Rosh Hashanah and ending with Yom Kippur are commonly known as the 10 days of awe or the 10 days of repentance. So Yom Kippur is considered the holiest day of the year okay. on the Jewish calendar. So what this is a time for is serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before Yom Kippur, go to people and say, I'm sorry if I offended you, things of that nature. Um, so one of the ongoing themes of the Days of Awe is the concept that God has books that he writes our names in, writing down who will live and who will die, who will have a good life and who will have a bad life. This is what they believe for the next year. These books are written in on Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, but our actions during the days of awe can alter God's decree. The actions can actually change the decree. So this is what they believe. They also, I will tell you fast, for 24 hours, I believe, starting at sundown last night, and they fast all the way through. Wow. So this is, yeah, this is just a little crash course here. Yeah, good. On Rosh Hashanah. <clears throat> it's, so, good. it's a good crash course. Yes. So, praise the Lord. We are in, in such an interesting time because of the days of the Lord. Yes. Our they're speeding up. They're evolving. Do you, do you Have you heard the scripture that says the closer we get to the end, I don't remember exactly how to quote it, that information will be just to speak yes, multiplied? I've heard, yes, yes. Yeah, I've heard I, don't, I don't recall that scripture, but that's really with the internet and all the stuff, even like this show. This show is going to be watched thousands of times, <clears throat> but we never leave our home. It's broadcast out there, tons of information, the internet, and just how there's such a multiplication Yes. Well, I believe there's also this multiplication of God's information, the, the wisdom of God, the understanding of God, the spirit of seeing and knowing. So many people are having visions of angels, visions with Jesus. So many people are just getting downloads of revelation from God because we're coming nearer that point in time mm -hmm. where we step over into the place of, of a higher knowing, a higher seeing, yeah. heavenlies, you know, so. Well, yes, and, and dreams and visions are increasing during this time. Yeah. They are. They are increasing for good reason because the Lord is, is speaking to his people in this time. He's yeah. getting them ready. You know, he's trying to transition them from the milk to the meat. You know, right now the sour milk isn't going to do them any good. The meat yeah. is what nourishes you for the next leg of the race. Yeah. And the Lord is pushing the body into the meat. And you got some part of it that is resisting that because yeah. they don't want to grow. Yeah. They want to stay in that stagnant place. And we cannot in this time in this nation stay in that stagnant place. Yeah. I had a word for the Catholic church a while back <clears throat> and it was, <clears throat> it wasn't me. It just came out of me. I think I was on one of my live shows 
and it came out of me. It was basically talking about that there'll be a great awakening. And the Lord said this right at the beginning of the word for the Catholic Church. Now, the one thing I've come to find was many of our followers are either in the Catholic Church, yours and mine, or have come from the Catholic Church. And so actually someone wrote me an email just last this last week and said, why are so many Christians bashing and against the Catholic Church? And I'm still needing to get back. I actually wanted to call and talk with her on the phone because there isn't any animosity or anything against the Catholic Church. We're for the Catholic Church. Yes. We just want to bring the fullness of God's Word and the fullness of the move of the Spirit and the fullness of who we are today to the Catholic Church. So we love the Catholic Church. Yes, we, we love to help usher them into the fullness of God as well, you know. But the word of the Lord came to me and said, it's not business as usual anymore for that church, for a great awakening to them will be more powerful and it will be a powerful bone shaking. Yeah, dry bones, piles of dead bones, shaking and quaking. Catholic yes. Church is a prophet in the Lord Jesus Christ. I have something to say to you. Come alive in the name of Jesus with the wind of the Spirit. And that's one of the things we could say that we were yearning and hungry to see different denominations, different sections of the body of Christ coming alive to the move of the Spirit. We have the Word. We love the Word. The Word is great. <clears throat> we honor the Word. We read the Word. Yes. But the Holy Spirit isn't just words in a book. He is yep. a person. He's one of the Trinity. And he longs to have his way in our lives and when we gather together, Ecclesia assembling together, he longs to have his way. He longs to move, touch people's lives. If you have not had the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit come upon you, you want that. You need to find somewhere to experience how wonderful and how glorious. Yes. He doesn't just love your spirit and your soul. He loves your body. He loves to make you feel blessed. Well, yeah. he does. He he does <laughs> love to, to bless his children. It is his good pleasure to do it. Yeah. And we have to be able to handle what he blesses us with because yes. he doesn't want us squandering or burying our talents. If yeah. the Lord gives us something to multiply, if he gives us a gift, we have to stay in the lane of that gift and use it for God's glory and multiply it. And so it's important for people to understand that, that when the Lord blesses you, he expects you to do something constructive with it. Yeah. He doesn't expect you to squander it or sit on it or hesitate with it Yeah. or try to get in another lane because you don't want that gift. Yeah, God knows right. what he's doing, people, in, in this. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And... The diversity, we have to understand diversity. If yes. you don't divinely perceive diversity, you'll never understand unity. We are not to be like Chet and his new girlfriend. We're not to look alike. Birds of a feather and a seven-foot-tall cage will flock together. <clears throat> well, the body of Christ, we don't have to look together look like each other, to be together. We have diversity. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I love diversity. This was a strong word he gave me one time. He said, son, I love diversity. I love when diversity lays aside their differences and works together. That's so powerful because not everyone believes the way I believe. Not everyone believes, not everyone believes the way 
you know, even the Catholic Church has some some regiment beliefs they've been in for years. Not everyone believes the same, but the Father is most pleased when we step into love and say, hey, we have differences, but let's focus on Jesus, the center of what we do believe, and we can come together and we can still, and, and what happens when we come together, I'll glean from them, they'll glean from us, and we'll, we'll come more unto conformity Yes. Because of the human yeah. unity, because we've laid aside all the differences of diversity. So, yeah. so this scripture, First Peter two nine. But you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. Now we know that says a peculiar in the King James. It says a peculiar yeah. people, yes. a peculiar people, his own special people that he's proclaimed the praises of. That we're to proclaim the praises of him who's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, 2 Peter 2, 9. So all of us, even though we have this diversity, all of us, even though there are some things we don't agree on, we do have agreement on some things, and we have all been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. We, because of the light of God, we can have fellowship. We can have time together. We can spend time together. We don't have to be, you know, Having, I mean, at the end of the day, we know it's unity that is needed for the body of Christ to do its job. Well, yes, unity is needed. Hold on. I was trying to paste something here so I could read to you the definition of peculiar. The great heart, <clears throat> the great harvest is going to require unity of us, us working together. Yes, we have to. Now, it's interesting because, and I'll say this in a moment, but peculiar yeah. is, the definition is strange, odd, unusual, hmm. particular, or special. So that is the definition of peculiar hmm. to give people a better handle on it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we come together as the body of Christ and the remnant that believes. Jesus, you know what's interesting about Jesus? He was very choosy about who he came together with to work with. He was very choosy about it, you know? The Pharisees, he didn't want to come together and work with them. Ro the Roman, no. uh, you know, officials didn't want to come together and work with them. What did he choose? He chose the, the people that were rejected in society. Yeah. To come together and work with. So he was very selective. And then he had like his inner circle. He had his 12. And then he had the few, you know, yeah. that yeah. he really talked to and confided in and did those things. So yeah. as the remnant, yes, we have to choose to come together and work together. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it, you know, it's important that. We let's put it this way in the occult. One of the first things they're taught is agreement. Wow. Even if they don't agree. So the occult is built on fear and competition. Okay. That's the foundation of it. The one of the first things they're taught is agreement. Hmm. Even if they can't stand each other. <laughs> and I mean hate, because there's a lot of hate bred in the occult. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. not just like a, you know what I mean? So, but they are taught that, to do that, because the enemy understands the power of agreement. If one could put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, how much could thousands and hundreds of thousands do? Yeah. 
So the enemy understands this concept well from studying when he was in the heavenlies and from studying scripture and from watching what goes on in the earth. And so we have to be aware of that, that he understands that concept. And we have yeah. to combat it. Yeah. Because his agreement ain't the biblical agreement. His agreement is the agreement that comes together to destroy. Yeah. You know what I mean? The word of yeah. God. Yeah. And so on the flip side, as much as he's endeavoring to have agreement in his team. Yep. He endeavors it even more to birth, to initiate, to deceptively interject, inject yes. deception um, and division on our team. Yes. So his team, he's pushing for agreement because he knows the power of it. Yes. And on our team, he's doing all that he can in division. And I, I have to tell you, I've had some revelations along this line lately. I've been preaching unity, preaching against division for about two years. I mean, if you can go back and look at my shows over the last two years, it is the one common theme over and over because the Lord just kept talking to me about it and pounding on me and giving me words about it and giving me information and insight about it. And all of this, all of this brought me to this place where suddenly the Lord said, now you'll see that there's a spirit of division pouring out in the body of Christ from the enemy. I said, why? He's like, because I'm calling the body to unity right now, like never before. So he's trying to counteract me by pouring out as much division as he can. But division always is wrapped with a beautiful piece of bacon called religion. Yeah. Now, I'm just saying that jokingly. How can you make a fillet better? The only way you can make a fillet better is put a little piece of bacon around it before you grill it, right? Now, that's obviously not my opinion, but it's just a perspective. No, so I just say like that opinion, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's cool. But a little Tony Chacheres and a little Worcestershire sauce. Tony Chacheres, yes. Excellent. Yeah, good. Okay, okay. Um, so, but in that though, this this deception, this division, you wrap a little bacon around it and you try to sell it to the body of Christ yeah. and make it look like unity. Well, I'm protecting the body. Well, are you protecting the body? Because how do you how do you have division and protecting? The two don't always work the same. See, the one of the problems is <clears throat> when you're on a team. You're supposed to take care of your team. When you're on a team, you're supposed to pray for your team. When you're on a team, you're supposed to prefer your team. Yes. You're supposed to intercede for your team. You're supposed to communicate with your team. Have you ever seen a football team where they didn't communicate and the coach didn't communicate and the quarterback called him to the huddle and he didn't show him any signs and he didn't show him a little sleeve, a little rule. He didn't show him the play and they just called him over there and they looked at each other. No, they're communicating. They're talking They're there. And this guy's like, I'm going for a long, you know, going for a long pass. Well, no, you're not. We're going to pass it to this guy. And so, you know, just this continual communication for the purpose of unity because when people are silent, it allows the devil to come in. When people are silent, it allows wrong thoughts to come in. It allows the enemy to move in because we're just wound up with the flesh where we're thinking and trying to figure out what other people are thinking, but we're not supposed to if we able are able to just go communicate with them. So that's been something that's been on my heart for about a year or two of just us being able to communicate. The Lord said to me, I want you to bring ministry gifts together, different gifts, yeah. and let them minister together. 
And, and in that togetherness, well, he said, I love that together. diversity. The different gifts sure. should minister together. They are yes. all meant to work together in conjunction like a well-oiled machine, basically. Completely. Yeah. So the people, the prophetic office are meant to do a certain thing. Now, Robin Bullock <clears> put it best <throat> when we were at Church International yeah. uh, Labor Day weekend. And so he said from the pulpit Sunday morning, he said, he was talking about the darkness that comes out of the pit to like, you know what mm. I mean? Hurt yeah. and harm the nations of the body of Christ. And he goes, prophets, keep that thing in its hole so the mm. teachers, pastors, and evangelists can do their job. That's so well said. <laughs> Isn't that well said? Yeah. And so I'm quoting him. I'm quoting Robin. We love his family and him. And so it's true, though. You know, if that thing is kept in its hole, they can do their job. The problem is when pastors, teachers, and evangelists want to go pull that thing out of its hole, want to go say, oh, no, we can deal with that. And, it's, and, and that's where it then gets muddy and it begins to get a little ugly. Yeah. And so truly everybody has a task in the fivefold that is meant to literally work like a symphony together. Yeah. Preferring one another. Yes. Yeah. In, or, in order to bring mm. forth what needs to be brought forth in the body of yeah. Christ, you yeah. know? So that's why I like it when I see pastors and evangelists and prophets together. Yeah. You know, and teachers, because they all flow off of each other. Yeah, they do. If they're all walking in the spirit, they should flow off of each other. Yeah. And so. what we saw when Paul was writing to the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 14, Basically, 1 Corinthians 14, that whole chapter is kind of like there's a whole lot in there of how to conduct what we call a Holy Ghost meeting, yes. how to conduct a meeting where the Spirit of God is what at the beginning of the show. We talked about the Spirit of God having his way, and for the Spirit of God to have his way, there's a lot of information in 1 Corinthians 14 that talks where Paul is teaching them of what the prophets should do and how the flow of the church should go. Even at the very last verse, it said, let everything be done decently and in order. Well, the point everyone talks about, oh, the decently and in order. But did you also notice the point that he said, let everything be done? There's a lot that's not being let done. Yeah. There's a lot of pastors and teachers and people who are not super spiritual, if I can say it that way. They don't, they lean more towards the preaching and the teaching not the flowing and going, if I can say that that way. And they lean that way. And it's good. It's wonderful. It's what they bring. But they should also allow others to bring what they bring. And so then Paul was saying, let everything be done. But in the middle of that, let it be decent and in order. There's an order. There's a divine order to services where there's someone interpreting the service who's over the service. He or she or maybe multiple, but normally one, would have the heart and the mind of God for the service and would be conducting and governing exactly. the service as mm -hmm. they're hearing the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've seen so many times over the years. That's what we're endeavoring to do more and more in our meetings. And I know when you come, that's exactly what, you know, you're going to come on 11-11. That's exactly uh, what 11, we're going to do. 11-11, baby. 11-11. When you come, we're going to do exactly that. Like I'm going to have a service where that part time where I'm speaking, but yes. at the whole time I'm open for you or Pastor Dave Fowler or Stacy or David Whited to get up okay. at any given time. Any given time, if the Holy Spirit prompted me that you had something, I would say, "Hey, here's a mic. Let it rip like a tater chip." And okay. so that's you know. And when you came last time, 
I'm getting ready for lunch. When you came last, or for dinner, when when you came last time, that's the night service that you uh, you began. When it came to time to pray for everyone, it was kind of like all hands on deck, wasn't it? It was all hands on deck. <laughs> Absolutely, it was, and it was amazing. I mean, yeah. I have to tell you, Marty stomped on a bunch of cigarettes and other things on the <laughs> stage. I remember taking the mic and saying, everybody that has an addiction right now, yeah. I want you to come up here and throw it at the altar. Throw what you have in your pocket, your cigarettes, whatever. I want you to throw it at the altar right now. We had a pile. And we had a pile. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Marty completely stomps on the cigarettes. I mean, destroys them in the midst of the service. My spiritual name is Sasquatch. Sasquatch destroyed them. Bigfoot, yeah. He did, Bigfoot. He absolutely <laughs> did. And that was that was a profound moment when that Yeah, happened. it was. It was yeah. a very profound moment. There was a, a rejoicing and a shout that kind of came out of everyone, you know, just this moment in time where we just said, you know what, devil, here you go. And we just, we make a stand for deliverance, you know. We had a lot of deliverance that night. There was a lot of <clears throat> deliverance going on. Yeah. Which, you know, some people are intimidated by it. It don't bother me. I know it looks ugly, but the, the the end product of it is amazing. People get set free. Absolutely. From the chains and the bondage and the, yeah. and, 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 the, and, the, and the generational garbage and all of this stuff. And then they can go on to move into the will of God. Yeah. What he really wants them to do. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's got to be a little ugly at first to get to that. But that's okay by me. Yeah, it's well, now I've, I've, I've said a lot about... um was it second Corinthians five 17 talks about your new creature, new creation of Christ yes. Jesus. Uh -huh. And then it goes on to talk about because we've been re reconciled unto God. So he turned right around and gave yeah. us, you and I, all of us that's received Jesus. He's given us a ministry of reconciliation and more and more, the more I talk about that, the more I think about that. That's what that was. When we were stomping on those, that, that, Copenhagen and Marlboro lights and camel lights or whatever we're stomping on that was reconciling people's bodies and their souls see we are spirit soul and body we're not supposed to be just spirit serving God we're to renew our soul our mind we are to as Paul said die daily put our body under where we spirit soul and body are a sanctuary a temple serving him so that's what I loved about that meeting uh we did you did a lot of what was that you turned to me at, at near the end of the night and said, Marty, yeah. I feel you were picking up like people with mental anguish. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Like torment, like yeah, being yeah. completely tormented. Yeah. So they came down, we prayed, we ministered, people got set free. We're restoring, we're reconciling their soul. They're already born again, many of them in their spirit, but we need to keep on working on the body, keep on working on the mind, will, and the emotions, the soul. So that ministry of reconciliation, it is not going to let up. It is not going to end until Jesus returns. That's right. And and the, the word of God says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing mm. of your mind. mind. How do you renew your mind? There you go. Let me introduce you right now to your best friend here, the word of God, the sword of the spirit. That is how you renew your mind. Yeah. That is what renews it. Honestly, people have to get, get this simple fact that if they're going through stuff in the mind, because the battlefield with the enemy is in the mind. 
So that is where he launches a lot of his attacks. Because if he can get the mind to agree, he can get the will, emotions, and soul and spirit to agree. So the mind is where it starts. If he can conquer the mind, he can conquer the rest is basically the name of the game here. And we have to be aware of that. This is why, you know, I tell people once a week, at least, give your soul a bath. Mm. How do you give your soul a bath? That's good. No, you don't take Irish spring and do what you're doing. (laughs) But you go, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, as an act of my will, right now let be loosed and removed from my soul. All anger, resentment, hurt, pain, doubt, unbelief, foolishness, pride, rebellion, bitterness, jealousy, unforgiveness, anything you can think of, poverty, lack, sickness, disease, get it out of your soul. Yeah. Because a lot of times then you will uproot it before it ever buds anything. If you do that, because we are all flawed. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all need to do this. I do this at least once a week. I do this. Why? And and you cast it back and you bind it back to the dry places, pits, and areas which it came from to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. You do that because you are cutting the enemy off at the pass. You're not allowing him to cultivate the garden he's trying to grow in your soul that is full of thorns, briars, brambles, and everything unclean. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it hinges from the free will. You And you said that a minute ago. It hinges from the free will where God gave us a free will and the power of the free will. Here, listen, listen to what I'm saying, guys. The power of the free will is our power and our ability to surrender it to his will. That's what's so beautiful about free will. The ability that we can sacrificially say, I empty myself of you. I surrender my will to yours. That is the most powerful thing mankind has. We were given this free will. So sure, you could deny God and you could walk away from God. And that's the worst thing you can do. Why is it the worst thing you do? Because you're using the most powerful thing you've been given, free will. But if you surrender your free will and run to him, it's the most powerful thing you can do. Why? You've been using the most powerful thing You've been given free will, the ability to choose God, chase him down. I remember in the 90s, that book, God Chasers, I love the title of that book, never got to read the book, but sure, it was great. God Chasers, chasing after him, choosing him. The, the prayer of consecration is in its very foundation comes from Jesus praying to the Father and saying, Lord, this cup in front of me is something I don't want to bear. This dying on the cross and the torment and the separation from you because of the sin of the world, I know it's got to come on me. I know this is going to happen. I don't want to bear this. It's not sounding good. But if you want me to, I'll do it. I empty my will, not my will, but yours being done. That's the most powerful thing he could do. It is. And 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 then it's coming into obedience where obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and I'll give yeah. you an example. It's hard for me and Chris to fly. Mm. It is hard for me to fly with Chris. Thank yeah. God Gus comes with us and helps. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a sacrifice. I'm putting him on a plane that is pressurized mm. with what he's going through because he wants to go, Chris. He wants to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's extra precautions that have to be taken with Chris. There's extra things that have to be packed. There's extra that have to be watched. We have to get on a plane. I'm not a fan of flying. There is a fleet of anointed planes flying around that I've anointed. 
<laughs> right now, but you, I do it. I do it because the Lord told me to. Yeah. You have to get on this plane and you have to go there. Yeah. And it's a sacrifice. Yeah. It is exhausting. It is. Yeah. And and we have the, we have the added, we have the added, you know, uh, you know, we have the, the additions that we have to be careful of with Chris. Yeah. So it's a sacrifice, but we're being obedient. Yeah. We're doing it and we're going. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, you guys have been such a blessing. Um, you can definitely tell the obedience that you had to step into what God was calling you brought on the, the more of the, the call for the nation from the office of a prophet, more of a call for the nation, and then even being able to affect leaders, uh, political leaders, and just have a greater voice. So, yeah, it's, and but you're called to the church, too, which is so important because all of us, all of us who are awake at all, we're saying the same thing. Church. Step up, put your big boy pants on, pull the passy out of your mouth, lay down a little special blankie, and let's start putting on our punch in the time clock. Let's start acting like big boy pants. We got our big boy pants on, but it might look like overalls. It might look like some Wranglers. I don't know what it looks like, but it's time to go to work. It's time to get prepared, equipped, endued, empowered, whatever level of grace you need. Find your place. There's a place that has a grace for you for the great harvest, the door. Now the Holy Ghost is moving on me and I'm speaking about the Holy Ghost. The door of the great harvest has already, the knob has been turned and God, the Holy Ghost is pushing the door of the great harvest. It's already begun to open. And as it opens, you ever walked into a room where there's an air conditioning, I'm speaking about the spirit, where there's an air conditioner blowing in there, but the hall or the room you're coming from is cool. The door is beginning to open. And as we step into that, there'll be a fresh wind of the spirit that will be like a cool wind of the spirit that's going to hit all of us and rejuvenate us you've been working out in the yard you've been driving the tractor the lawnmower doing whatever i'm sure you garden i'm sure you take care of the sixty thousand beautiful little animals on the ark but you walk in where the air conditioner is and when you open the door you're hit with a cool wind Yes. In that place, the yes. door of the Holy Ghost, the room of the harvest, the harvest is being opened and is being opened now. And as we step in, we'll just get hit with the wind of the spirit. It's going to rejuvenate us, energize us, refreshing us. And we're going to run a hundred miles an hour doing what we're each called to do. But we have to find what we're each called to do. We all have a call. We all have a plan that God's given us. He blueprinted it with his own thumb inside us. He stuck a divine plan for something to you to do in this hour. You got to find it. You got to find it. Petition him. Use your will. Use a prayer of consecration. Go before him and say, hey, I'm emptying what I want. Show me. How can I help? Amen. Yeah. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. We just have so many people that need to get into place, need to get into place. Many of them are hungry. They just don't know what the place is. Yeah. Yes. And, and and what you said at the beginning about put, putting the big boy pants on and the blankie down and the pacifier down and the. That's my favorite part. This, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Linus, put your blanket down. Um, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an image of that. Okay. Oh. So it's about to the sour milk and the old wineskins. Uh-oh. And the cold porridge. 
Now the prophet's talking. Go ahead. <laughs> Being fed <laughs> to the body of Christ. And in this season, God is requiring us to go deeper. Those that want to wait in the shallow end and that want to feed the cold porridge and want to feed the sour milk and want to feed the old wineskins are going to find themselves stuck and not moving forward. Because for this leg of the race, God is requiring the meat to nourish. He's requiring the body to go deeper. He's calling them. He's calling the offices deeper. Either those in the offices go deeper or they're going to be left in the shallow end. They're going to be left stuck. They are not going to be able to move forward because he's requiring it of us in this season. We have to go higher in the offices. Yeah. We're required to go deeper. We're yeah. required. This yeah, is re yeah. a requirement right now. Mm -hmm. So we have to do it. Yeah, and and yeah. really, yeah, this, this, this is being sent out right now. Praise God. Yeah. As as you want to call it a warning, you want to call it a decree, you want to call it a it's a warning. Yep, yep. You have to go deeper. Yeah. If you wade in the shallow end, if you wade in the superficial, if you send the sour milk out, <clears throat> that bitter taste will come back to your mouth mm. and there will be nothing but bitterness left in there. Mm, mm. You have to go deeper. God yeah. is calling us in this season. Yeah. As soon as you started speaking, these words came to me. Um, hear and sense the divine hunger. Yeah. Hunger is coming to many of your lives. It's a spiritual, it's a it's a hunger, it's 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 a God chaser hunger. It's a I want more of him. But it's so easy, Amanda, for any of us to just say, I'm I'm so busy with other things. And that hunger, see, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman, so he doesn't forcibly push this on you. He wants to, but he can't because he's bound by the word, and he gives you that free will option. But it shows you, as we said a while ago, if you choose to hear the hunger, if you choose to sense, if you if you taste and see that that hunger of the Lord is good, you will be fed, you will be nourished, and God will drag you and run you into the fullness of what he's calling you to do. But that hunger, don't reject the hunger. Do something with it. Join a small prayer group. Go to church three times a week instead of twice. I don't find something to do. Study. Try to find a specific yeah. topic, the to study, and get in the word and, and let God speak to you like never before. Start every day with a prayer of emptying yourself, prayer of consecration, emptying yourself and saying, Lord, you fill me. Lord, this is what you say. Lord, there's 20 things right now I'm touching. If any of these you want to adjust or remove, I'm laying every one of them before you now, before your throne. As I come before your throne of grace, I lay them all down, remove them, adjust them, fix them, Amen. slap me on the hand, Lord, whatever you want, Lord, I just want your way in everything I'm doing. I'm telling you, you make that into a daily thing, 20, 30 days into this, that prayer, 20, 30 days you will have begun to taste a divine hunger for the things of God you have never hungered before, and then things will shift in your life. See, Amanda, I've said this for 20 years. A lot of people are so walking in disobedience and just basic rejection of God that if they would just move God's direction, just, just shift in line with him, 75% of the crazy gunk 
is gunk a word, and their life will just fall away immediately because the the mere um, absolute disobedience has allowed all that stuff to be there. But when they just get in line with him just a little bit, much of the hardships, much of the depression, anxiety, confusion, so many levels of that darkness will just fall off automatically just because they've been walking in darkness. Turn towards the light and suddenly there'll be a lot of light. Suddenly a lot of the darkness leaves. The darkness leaves the resistance from yeah. the enemy leaves that feeling like you're constantly beating against a brick wall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is That's it. Going to leave. <laughs> you're going to break through the wall. Yeah. Is what's going to happen. But, but to get people to turn to that sometimes it, it's so <laughs> difficult for them to turn to it because they've be, they've been conditioned to be something their whole life or they've yeah. been conditioned through ancestral things and traditions in the family to go a certain way. And you know what? The Lord told Abraham, leave your entire family and go to the place I tell you to go. Exactly. Why? Because it was running too much interference. The idolatry, you know, it says, is it in the book of Jasher? It's in one of the Apocrypha books. It talks about how Abraham's father served in Nimrod's court. Isn't that interesting? Wow. It talks about that. Abraham's father. So this is, was a very idolatrous situation and Abraham had been set apart. And the only way for the Lord to keep that from taking root in his life was to totally send him away. That's so powerful. Yeah. Many people think to themselves this thought, and I'm going to tell you it straight from the enemy. Yeah. If I just make that shift you're talking about, Marty and Amanda, and I make that shift and I run towards God, I yeah. become a chaser of him. I, I'm endeavoring to get in line. I'm going to lose so much. I've got newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You're not going to lose anything. You don't even have anything. You don't have anything until you are walking in the light with him. Yes. You have everything to find when you find him and nothing to lose. Well, that, that's just it, because to follow the Lord fully and come into his will. Yeah. And that anointing of God will cost you everything. Yeah. It's going to cost you everything. Yeah. But you will get back so much more than you so ever gave up if you'll just lay that down at the <laughs> altar and let it go mm -hmm. and give it to the Lord. He will give you back so much more. Don't hold on to it. Yeah. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. Yeah. I know this process. Marty knows this process. When you let it go and lay it all down at the altar and give it all to the Lord, he will build it the way he yeah. wants it. And it will be so much better than you could ever do on your own. Ever. Yeah. And you, you better, you better rightly interpret and discern the divine time we're in because the time is so short. I'm talking for five years over and over. The Lord will move on me and he'll take me to the edge of time and I will see the rapture. And then, and I was used to climb up the cliff, the, the face of a mountain in the spirit and get to the top and see the return of Christ. Now we're at the top. The last time he, he took me there, there was no more to climb. We're there. 
We're just waiting on some key elements, some key events to get lined up yeah. for everything to be where it's supposed to be. Now, someone could say, oh, they've been saying that for 100 years. No, they haven't. They've been saying that for a few thousand years. But <laughs> we're closer than any of those guys. I'm telling you. I mean, if you've seen the one nation, listen, the signs of the times of our nation, the United States of America, the signs of the times are ever, everything. Everything is pointing to the great return of Jesus, the great harvest that comes first. All things are getting lined up. Even how strong the bad guys have gotten to be able to run governments and and all of the stuff is it's all in line getting us ready for the catching away. It's a catching away. That's what it's saying. It's a rapture. It's a pulling out. It's a catching away of us. But we've got one more leg of the race to run, of yeah. gathering as much harvest as we can. Of That's why it's called the great harvest. It's not called the medium-sized harvest. It's yeah. not called, oh, look at the little box of harvest. No, it's a great harvest. It's a huge harvest. It's millions and billions of a harvest that will be poured out. Was it, um, what prophet was it that had a billion, had a prophecy about a billion? What's his name? Bob, Bob was, Jones. Bob Jones. Okay. I think Bob Jones had a okay. had a billion prophecy. You know, so okay. there's just much much good coming, much good coming. We just got to get in place, hear the divine time that we're in, be sensitive to it, or you'll miss it. You will not be able to be used at the fullness of how He wants to use you. Quit thinking you're sixty, seventy, and eighty, and He can't use you. That's you right. can get on your knees for five minutes and move a nation, but you just have to get in the zone of flowing in Him. Moses was called at 80. Yeah. He was called at 80 <laughs> during a burning bush moment mm, because wow. the bush <laughs> represented the Jewish people that were on fire, but they were never fully consumed. Whoa. And he was called to that. And at 80 years old, God mm. bless him. He went marching back <laughs> into Egypt to Pharaoh's court with Aaron to have a showdown of epic historical proportions where the Lord ended up breaking the superpower of the world. And so we have to, you, you, Marty's right about this. You never know when the Lord is going to call you. Yeah. You yeah. never know. You are never too old for him to utilize you for his glory. Your time hasn't passed. <clears throat> no. It's all hands on deck right now. Yeah. It is. It's all hands on deck. So the Lord can utilize anyone at any age. Right now, the young generation that the enemy wants so bad. I mean, he <laughs> has used every trick of the trade to try to ensnare them. You know, you, you've got social media, you've got radio, you've got the music industry, you got Hollywood, you got, you know, all sorts of trends, you know, new age. You name it, the enemy has thrown the book at them. But that generation yeah. is beginning to turn. Yeah. And when they fully do, they're going to be the biggest nightmare the enemy has ever seen it's because coming. they are passionate. Their passion yeah. is just misdirected. Yeah, yeah. 
They are passionate. And when they turn over, the fire that will come from that generation for the Lord is going yeah. to be incredible. And it's going to lead so many to Christ. And the turn is beginning. This is why the enemy's panicked all around right now. If you notice, he is just full-blown panicked yeah. about what's going on in the nations in the he's even you know he he he's even trying to call his occultists up just like nero did hmm. to you know what i mean for advisement the witch yeah. of endor yes exactly Saul, don't go to the witch of endor <clears throat> so it, you know that this is the time so crazy yeah <laughs> i was with clay saturday and he shared that with me i'm like oh laura i'm not gonna go there but praise the lord <laughs> yeah Hallelujah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, God is I've just more and more. Uh, there's so many ministries that are called into the raising up that younger generation and launching them out. See, it's not a ministry called to bring them a message. It's a ministry called to light them on fire and then push them out the door. Yeah. We've got to get out of the church and the steeple. We got to open it up and push out the people. How does that go? Here's a church and here's a steeple and get out of church. Get out of the walls. And the young ones would do it. See, that's the young ones are going to do it. They're going to get out of the walls of the church and the steeple. And they're going to go to the streets, going to take it to the streets. They're going to go to the streets. They're going to take the message of healing and miracles the move of the spirit. They're going to take signs and wonders. We don't talk near enough about signs and wonders, signs and wonders. I mean, just think about it. People are wondering like what in the world? Yeah, that was God. That was God. And let it be a sign unto you that the God that opened up a sea and made it dry for 3 million to walk on. He can make your arm grow out. He can pull a cancer out and throw it on the floor. I'm telling you, he is a God. We had the healing revival. We just had, we had a lady there that was 80 years old. She came down and got ministered to, and uh -huh. the rods, the steel rods in her leg disappeared in about 30 minutes. Wow. She had steel rods in her leg. They dissolved and went away. Signs Thank and wonders. God. God's just looking for someone a little crazy. Well, are you crazy enough to believe that I can do this thing? Because my son said, all things are possible to they who believe. All things, not just all things. some things, all things. Faith the size of a mustard seed. If you have faith the size yeah. of a mustard seed, you can say this mountain, be thou lifted up and removed and cast into the sea, and it will obey you. And so that a mustard seed is very small, Yeah. but it grows one of the biggest plants on the planet. Yeah. And that I, should be the picture of our faith. I prefer a mayonnaise seed, but, you know, we'll go with a mustard seed. So. I, oh, you would prefer a mayonnaise seed, Mark. Well, you know, I just for my burger. <laughs> he's hungry today oh my goodness he has made more food references only six during praise our time than yeah, any yeah. other time yeah yeah good okay. well praise the lord i've enjoyed today yes yeah powerful yes i praise enjoyed god. today yep because you any... know why we were both praying in the spirit yeah, we've been praying a lot. We've been yeah. praying in the spirit a lot, like, you know, you know, up in the night and in the mornings and then, you know what I mean? We've been at it, so. You want to add in a little extra icing to the cake and talk about Antichrist real quick? Sure. Go right yeah. ahead. Well, I just say that because I've had three inter inter encounters and I know, and then you can share. Yeah, so many years ago, 
I was face to face with Antichrist, had the face of a beast. And then years later, I was obviously in the spirit. It wasn't me waking up in the middle of the night and, and catching Jenny in the hall. Okay, that was a bad joke. So, um, and then years later, um, I had another encounter where the Lord took me before the gates of hell and he was there. But just two nights ago, so was it, what was it uh, just two nights ago? Um, I had a dream. The Lord gave me a dream and I saw the actual real face. Like I know what the man that will be antichrist will say, you know, the man, not the spirit of, but the man, I actually saw his face. I saw him. And so it's just, I think it's just the Lord speaking to us. And just because, you know, when God starts speaking about a thing, sometimes it's because that time is getting closer. That yes. time is getting closer. Yes. I and I also saw an American soldier without a shirt on, a buffed soldier, had a long mullet, which we love those. And he had a large eagle on his arm, okay. a really wide wingspan. And from the top of the head to the eagle was an arrow that went all across his chest and pointed down to some other tattoos and I couldn't tell what they were because I, 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 there was a real quick flash of a vision. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant, but as I woke up and that was about two in the morning. So then I woke up about four or five in the morning to get out of bed. As I woke up, I knew what it meant. America, the Eagle is going to go across the sea and attack another nation. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I just knew it. I'm like, and I had that the same time where I also saw the Antichrist. So things are coming together. Yeah. They, what you got? Okay. You so, got? so <laughs> when I did the ARC conference, actually during the ARC conference and when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yes. Which was incredible. So our conference, I was with Robin Bullock and Charlie Champ. And <laughs> love Charlie. last night of the conference into that morning. Okay. I, the Lord gave me a dream and I was looking at a castle, an old European looking castle with an old European looking bridge, like the stone bridge that goes over the moat. And the castle had one of those traditional doors that you can see through, you know how they lift the castle doors and that you can see through them. Okay. Mm -hmm. On the side of the land crossing over the bridge stood about, we'll say, 30 to 40 leaders, maybe, okay, around the world. And the one that was on the horse that was leading had a very pronounced nose. He almost looked like Prince Charles. I'm not even kidding you. Like, he almost wow. looked like Prince Charles. <laughs> and they looked weak and tired, and a little nervous. And he let out a sigh, and he said, open the gate, the leader with the pronounced nose. Hmm. And the gate <clears throat> opens, and the largest dark army I have ever seen came Whoa. through that gate. And it was, when I tell you, enormous black horses with cloaked individuals on these horses in black cloaks. Hmm. And the leader was the spirit of Antichrist. So I saw the spirit of Antichrist, mm, the yeah. spirit that's behind and inside that, that man that you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. 
And he was on an enormous jet black horse, enormous. And he had a cloak on and a black cloak that came halfway over his head and covered his eyes. So you could only see half his face. Why? Because the man hasn't been revealed yet. The man mm -hmm. of sin. That's why I couldn't see. Right. You know what I mean? Because the, yeah. the spirit. That's why I couldn't see the face of the spirit. And so he had a, a very large staff in his hand that was pitch black. And the top of it, it looked like a claw. And there was a crystal ball on top that was meant mm. to deceive the nations. It was the staff. It <laughs> was that, 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 that occult, that sorcery. Yeah. That is meant to deceive the nations. And he came charging <clears throat> at those leaders furiously. Wow. And I woke <laughs> up. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, Amanda, you have a lot to pray about. So <laughs> do you, Marty. <laughs> Whoo! Now, the weird and wild of, I didn't tell all of my little Antichrist dude, but it was the full face. And I could tell you, I could draw, I can't draw, but I could tell you what he looked like for sure. But he was on, the head was on a baby being pushed by light-skinned parents. Now, he wasn't light-skinned. He looked Middle Eastern, but light-skinned parents in a baby cart. So many things that are interesting about that. So, it, Europe, it light, I don't know. It's interesting it, stuff. It is interesting. Um, but hmm. as I'm going to say, and to lead into our final point that I have yeah. is, Amanda, you really have a lot to pray about. So, we're going to come together and pray for the nation really soon. Yes, we are. Um, in Miami. Miami, we're going to come together. Amanda and I and some other friends, we're going to come together and pray. And we're calling it, because I, I, Clay has me putting it all together, Loudmouth Prayer Nation, yes, which you yes. join us. Loudmouth there Prayer Nation is. in Miami. And it is on 10 the 12th. So if you're coming to the Reawaken on October 13th or 14th, come the night before, hook up with us, and join us in praying the Thursday night before. Do we have... Uh, do we have Arca Grace team? Do we have that video to quickly show? Praise the Lord. Wow. So, yes. So that's what's going on. We're going to be praying for the nation again. I believe at this point we're still working on, we're following up with the pastors for Trump that Jackson Lawmeyer is going to be having okay. just before yeah. us. He'll probably have David and Stacey White. He'd probably have General Flynn. Be a lot of those guys still there with him again. It should work out the same as it did in Vegas, and we'll follow in after him. And we will come together. We'll get encouraged. We'll have a prophetic time, prayer, and prophecy for this wonderful nation of ours that is the number one platform to spread the gospel to every ear, every nation around the world. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, do we? If we have a link, I believe the link could probably be found uh, if you go uh, in the show notes. They may be putting the link. There's the link right there. Now, if you go to loudmouthprayer.org, okay. loudmouthprayer.org, O R G, 
At the very top in the center, you'll just see Miami. You can click on that. It takes it to the link that you would want to go to to be able to get the ticket where you can join us. And there's going to be standing room only. I'm telling you, there's going to be people, so many people excited to be with us. And that is what we're doing right now. Praise God. Looking forward to it. Yes, it's going to be great. Okay. And you're going to join us on 11-11. I am going to join you on 11-11. In Tulsa. I am coming to Tulsa, everyone. So, yes. so get ready. Get your cowboy boots ready. Get your cowboys and your, and your, and your duster. <laughs> Amanda, do you know what a duster is? <laughs> we'll tell you when you get it. Get your duster on. Get your cowboy belt. And come okay. on to Tulsa. We're going to have 11-11 here in Tulsa. We're going to have another... Um, Tulsa Healing Revival and the Flyover Conservatives. Dave and Stacy are going to join us. Amanda and Chris and her team are going to join us. And Pastor Dave Fowler, we're all going to join together and just stand for prayer and stand for healing. Cancers are going to leave. Bones are going to be restored. Diseases are going to leave. Pains are going to leave. Hearts are going to be healed. All of this is going to take place. Praise God. Looking yes. forward to it. And Amanda's going to make spaghetti for every single person in the city of Tulsa. Or that maybe not. Cool. Well, we're gonna have to multiply it like the like the five loaves and the two fish. Honestly, yeah, Marty, we're still negotiating. We're, we're gonna yeah. that's something like that's gonna have to happen. It's gonna have to happen. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Well, thank <laughs> you for letting me join you today on Grace Out Loud. Thank you, Marty. Yes, Wonderful ma'am. having you. And we're gonna see you soon. We're gonna see Marty soon, actually, in Miami. So we're very much looking forward to it. See, my microphone is like right here, so I have a tendency to hit this. <laughs> And hit it up for a moment. So if you see that, that's all that's happening. So thank you everyone for joining us today. This has been a wonderful, wonderful broadcast. Praise God for insight. All glory be to God for all he is doing. And we are going to be announcing when we will be back on. Uh, The following week is Chris's birthday. October 6th is Chris's birthday. So that is coming up as well well. So maybe we'll do a special birthday video for him or something of that nature. So God bless everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us, all of you. There's so many of you in the chat that are just joining us from around the world and from um, from the different states and cities in the United States of America. And we so much appreciate that. We love you. Remember, armor up according to Ephesians chapter six every day. Psalm 91 every single day. It's like, it's a decree. It's a declaration. It's a contract. It is so powerful. We encourage you to do it. Uh, I also do the Lord's prayer every day because that is how Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And there's a lot of power in the order of that prayer. So we just encourage you these things. We encourage you to get into the word, to grow deeper with the Lord. We're merely vessels. And our job is meant to point you right at the Lord, to point you at a deeper relationship with him, to set you on that path. So we pray uh, that that happens for you. So God bless everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. We'll see you soon. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. 
and from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> so it's good. If you are looking for an excellent doctor, if you are looking to get healthier, if you are looking to understand why the things in your body operate the way they do, go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to help you with all of your medical needs. In fact, I am a patient of the Functional Medical Institute and God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a tough nut to crack on this but after over a year and a half chris is finally on board he is a patient of dr sherwood's and him listening and and implementing what dr sherwood has taught him has made a difference in his life so if you are interested and curious as to what they do if you'd like to make an appointment if you'd like to see what products they have because they have some amazing products go to sherwood.tv forward slash amanda grace thank you you want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code arc ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble, our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about this incredible product that I use every day called Power Team. It is 130 raw superfoods. And I have to tell you, it is one of the most amazing products I have ever used. I take it every day. It helps me with energy. It helps feed my cells at the cellular level. It helps me with clarity and focus. It helps with so many things and functions in your body, including your gut as well. So if you would like to learn more about this product, if you would like to learn the 130 raw superfoods that are in this product, please go to the link below or you could go to arcofgrace-ministries.com and go to our shop section and you will find Power Team there as well. Thank you, everyone.
If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually, vegetables all year round. And we are doing that actually for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary. They also have outdoor ones. They actually yield 30% more and grow the vegetables three times faster. So if you would like to learn more, go to amandagracegrows.com. God bless. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm here to talk to you today about Reawaken America. I have had the honoring and humbling privilege of being able to be part of Reawaken America since the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma in April of 2021. I have watched so many moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. We have seen people healed, delivered, set free. We love to pray for people at Reawaken America. We have had the honor of praying alongside some amazing people Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconato, who also deals in deliverance. And we have seen people's lives changed. We have seen them set free. We have seen people who are come seeking. And the Lord says, when you seek, you shall find. And you knock, the door shall be opened unto you. They have been seeking and those seeds get planted for the glory of God at Reawaken America. The word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that shall set you free. And this is what we are doing at Reawaken America. You get biblical truth. You get a foundation of the word of God. And you also get necessary information right now to help you understand what is going on in America and the world. And I am humbled and honored that General Flynn and Clay Clark would even let me be a part of this. And People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. They need those who are willing to boldly stand up and with the conviction and the authority from God, speak the word of the Lord into their lives. It is a catalyst. It is life changing. And and we praise the Lord that we have continued in this. And we hope to see you at upcoming events that are happening this year. We hope we get to pray over you at these upcoming events.